The biggest thing in a church is this, and in our personal lives, is this. You're no greater than your prayer life. A, ch- a church is no greater than its prayer life. Prayer in a church is like the heart beat of a person. It's always receiving something and giving stuff out. So you can tell how strong a church is by how strong the prayer life is of that church. And even with us also. And so I'm going to share a little bit about prayer this morning. And uh, I'm going to take my time. And so to give you everything that we need this morning. And so uh, the other night I was praying. And, and I want to share about today prayer evangelism. Prayer evangelism. This is going to revolutionize your life your family, and the community that you live in, the uh, subdivision you live in. Um, I'm going to speak about God's will, God's way, and God's why. God is after restoring cities. He wants to restore Eunice to what Eunice was originally in the heart of God. I think it was, I don't know how many years ago that I spoke to Pastor Jamie. I called him up. I said, the Lord just spoke to me about Eunice, and I'm releasing that. It's this. Eunice in Eunice. Eunice in Eunice. That we need to declare that everywhere we go. Why? That's the will of God. God's will is to make all things new. God likes new things. God changes things, makes things brand new again. How many of you know he makes us brand new? If any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creation. All things are passed away and all things become new. And so God wants newness in newness. God is after every person in this whole area. He's after every one of them. He's not mad at them. He's not trying to get them and, and kill them and all that. No, he's trying to save them from themselves. How many of you know a lot of us need saving from ourselves? Or I'm the only one in here. Okay. Another another night, just spending time with the Lord, he gave me this word, and it was synchronizing. Synchronizing. And you know how we sync our computer-style phones? It syncs those accounts. Uh, When you do something on your computer, it automatically syncs that to your phone. Well, heaven and earth used to be on, they were in sync at one time, before the fall. What was, what was coming out of God was flowing straight into Adam, so that Adam could speak and name every animal that was there. He spoke all those names. Why? Because there was a oneness with him and God, and what was in God's heart was flowing out of God into him, and he was decreeing and declaring it on earth. They were in unity, they were in sync. But when Adam and Eve fell, it broke the sink. Heaven and earth couldn't sink anymore. So how does God get that back on sink again? It's when we start praying. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So watch this. God wants heaven on earth. There's three of us. There's just three of us, but it's all right. We're in agreement. So watch this. So watch this. We can pray that prayer and get on sync with God. Sinking, sinking what's in heaven to come from heaven into my life. 
And the thing about it is when we do that because something doesn't happen instantly, we disconnect the sink. I look at my computer sometimes, don't press the buttons. Sink is not complete yet. Your sink is not complete yet. Hold on. Don't, don't turn your computer off. Don't turn your phone off. Why? It's still sinking. Right here. When we start praying for our families, our children, our grandchildren, our businesses and communities, and we don't see it happening as fast as we want. Listen here. Don't turn your computer off. Don't turn your faith off. Why? It's still sinking. Come on. It's still sinking. God's still working. Why? He's working in a, in a realm that you and I can't see right now. So what's my evidence that he's working? Watch this. The promise in the word of God. This is my eyes to see what I can't see in the natural. Okay? I want y'all to get it. Watch this. Let me give you a better definition than that. <clears throat> um, pilots, they have VFR. Anybody a pilot in here? Okay, nobody. So then I'm going to act like a genius right now. Okay, so nobody knows. Okay, I'm going to sound like a genius. So I said, they have two types of pilots, VFR pilot and IFR pilot. VFR pilot, you're trained to fly by visual flight rule. I have to see it. I can look at something out on the ground when I'm flying. Okay, that, that's where I'm going. That's supposed that's lining up. I can only stay flying as long as clear sunshine. Why? Because I have to see something to identify it that I'm on the right course. IFR pilot, they train them. They don't even look outside the plane. They look in, they train them. They put them under a hood to train them. So where they're looking just at their instruments. They're not looking to identify, okay, that's Eunice, I'm going to Lake Charles, that's Eunice, that's Jennings, that's Crowley. They don't see that. They just go by their GPS radar and their coordinates in front of them. So until, what they're just looking at that. They're not looking outside at all. Sometimes you and I have to be just like that. Why? To get something done, to get an answer to prayer. To get something done in your family. Sometimes we, you know, we abort things. Just like, you ever heard of the, the doctor of death, Dr. Kovarkian? Why? He, 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 kill, he kills people. All right? <clears throat> Helps them in suicide, assisted suicide. And so sometimes in our prayer life, we're in a, even in our church life, we get like that and we abort things. Because we don't see it happening as fast as we want it to happen. How many of you know God does all things good? When you pray, God's listen, God is working it for your good. If you don't see it right away, it doesn't mean he didn't answer. Watch this. Flip to IFO rule. Go back and look at the promise of God. Start looking at what he told you. Hold that in front of you and start decreeing, this is where I'm going at. This is what he said. It shall be even as it is written. Just like that. I believe it just like you said it. I'm, well, I'm synced with you now. Don't stop. Don't put off. 
Don't unplug your computer. Why? Sync is not finished yet. We're not completely synced yet. Stay with it. Why? I'm still downloading some stuff. I'll seek. I'll make sure that what you see in the natural is going to line up with this book. Come on. And so, why is that? That's what prayer is. For a little bit of time this morning, I want to share with you about prayer evangelism. <clears throat> Number one, open your Bibles to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. You don't have it, the whole thing on here? Yeah, there it is right there. Okay, let me just read it from here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. What's the good news to a poor person? Okay, watch it. I ain't got to be poor no more. <laughs> that's, that's what that means. To me, I'm from Lauraville, okay? That means, okay, I ain't got to be poor no more. I, can, I have access to the riches of heaven. Really, that's what that is. He has sent me to comfort the broken heart, to proclaim the cap, that captives will be released, and prisoners, prisoners will be freed. Next verse. He has sent me to tell those who mourn at the time of the Lord. This is the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against his enemies. Well, that's good. How many of you know on the cross, God showed his judgment against the powers of darkness and his blessings towards people? We need to enforce that too. Okay? So watch this. To all that mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Stop right there for a minute. Notice that what he just said. He said, it's upon me to preach the, the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken. In other words, God's saying, I want to restore you. Everything sin put on you, I want to take it off and I want to restore you. I want to completely set you free. I want to set you completely free. Free from rejection. Free from your past. Free from the pains of your past. Free from all the stuff. Everything that happened in your life. I want to set you free from it. I want to restore you completely. Why? Watch the next verse. Verse 4. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them though they have been deserted for many generations. Listen here. Listen good right here. God's saying, I want to restore you. Why do you want to restore me? So you can rebuild and restore the cities that you live in. That's what he's saying. He said, I want, I want it restored. I want to make it like heaven on earth. In every area, in every city. God is after cities right now. I want to tell you that the, the time in the kingdom of God, there's an acceleration going on right now. God is speed, everything is speeding up right now. He's on the move. He wants cities. Listen, so he looks at Eunice and says this. He weeps over Eunice. Have you never noticed some bad places in Eunice? Let me tell you how I got this message. <clears throat> One morning, 
praying. I, I spend my morning times in prayer. And so felt really fellowshipping. And then I'll pray after. Okay, but mostly talking to him, worshiping, letting him speak to me. If your prayer life is dead or dry, boring, okay, we all go with our list to God. Come on. We got them prayer cards. And that's good. We need them. But that's not what prayer is. Prayer is fellowship. When sometimes I'd come in with my list, you know, I got to pray for this because I'm responsible for that. Randy, I already know what you need. Put it up. Let's you and I talk. I'll take care of that. Think about that. Can he do it? Or does he need me to? I'm here. Does he really need me to pull out my list and tell him who's on the list and what they need? No. He already knows it. I'm there to pray for He said, put that up. I got it. Let me, let me deal with this. Watch this. One morning I was in prayer. And they were in my own hometown where I'm from. Not, not really, but New Iberia's part of where I grew up at. New Iberia. There were so many murders going on in New Iberia. It was unbelievable. And the Holy Spirit says, how long are you going to put up with that? I said, me? I, I, I don't even live there. I, I'm not... A, Watch this. He opened my eyes. He said, you have authority in that realm. If God's going to use anybody, he's going to use the church. If the church church allows it, it's allowed. He's got to allow it. Why? His body on earth is allowing it to go on. But if the church, his representatives... To release the kingdom of God, authority and power in a place. He needs his church there to say, I forbid that going on. God, deliver this murdering spirit. Drive it completely out of New Iberia. We break the power of it in Jesus' name. How long are we going to let things go on in the city? Because, listen, we walk around like we have no authority. And we walk around like we have no power. The only reason we do that is because we don't use it. Come on. No, we forbid that from happening. We're praying against it. The ki- Lord, we pray your kingdom come. I didn't pray for God to kill the gangs there. I pray for God to capture the gangs with his love and with his power. Open their eyes and totally deliver them from the powers of darkness. That's blinding their, their minds. Remember, we're not wrestling against people. Watch this. Some of the greatest apostles are going to come out of gangs. They're still out there. Some of the greatest pastors are still in gangs today. They don't don't know it. Come on. I was one. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. Jamie was one. Until God got him out of that. Think about it. Pastors, event. Look, elders are still out there in the world. And God's trying. How long are you going to put up with that? How long are you going to let that go on in your city? Watch this. How long are you going to let prejudice go on in, in units? Come on. How long are we going to let this go on and not say anything about it? Do Like we don't have nothing to do with it. Well, let somebody else take care of it. 
until he called me on the carpet. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about what's going on in your hometown? What are you going to do about it? Hey, <laughs> I'm working for you. <laughs> I'm doing it. No, you have authority. Watch. Watch this. I break the power of that. I forbid that happening. In Jesus' name. Do you think there's murder in heaven? It's about three of y'all that, okay, y'all are sure. The rest of y'all we don't know. Do you think there's murder in heaven? Do you think there's prejudice in heaven? Do you think there's poverty in heaven? Do you think there's divorce in heaven? So watch this. So I take authority over that. I forbid that to happen. In the name of Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Let an angel come and put the fear of God in the gang members. Now watch this. It backed up, but it didn't stop. Okay? It didn't stop, but it backed up. They were killing people every week. It didn't stop, but it backed up. Don't stop. You're still sinking. You're still sinking. Don't stop. Keep the switch of faith on. You're still sinking it. Don't stop. I'm working. Watch this. I'm working a work. Andrew Murray said this in one of his quotes. He said, when I work, I work. But when I pray, God works. Think about this for a minute. So watch this. God is working. Because we, if we allow it, see, watch this. The church that we, the church is, it's not just a religious thing. It's God's representation on earth, representing heaven. He said, what you allow on earth, I'll allow it. Watch this. God didn't want Adam to, to be disobedient, right? But he let him. Come on, watch this. He didn't want him to be disobedient. He said, don't eat of it. The day you eat of it, you're going to die. But he did eat of it, and God let him. We can all say this. You see, God allowed it. It wasn't God's best. But God allowed it because his man, his representation on earth, did it. Let's sit right there for a minute. That's said. Let me show you another scripture. Turn with me to Nehemiah. God loves our cities. Nehemiah chapter 1. These are the memoirs. Come on, I like that. Of Nehemiah the son of Hakaliah. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit me from uh, some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going on in Jerusalem. Next verse. They said to me, things are not going well for those who have returned to the providence of Judah. They're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. Next verse. 
When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Notice this. His own home city, his own hometown. When he heard about they were being destroyed, gates were broken, walls torn down, on fire. He didn't say, that's good, they deserve it. He didn't say that. Yet, they'll learn to serve the Lord now. If they were only coming to church at OSC, they wouldn't be having their walls broken down and their gates burn up. (coughs) Think about this for a minute. Notice what he did. He wept and fasted many days to the God of heaven right here. And this is where we separate a whole lot of stuff at. Nehemiah wept over the condition of his city. See, watch this. If we can't weep over the condition of our city and and cause it to do something for us, we can't win our city. See, watch. You have to ask God, God give me a love, a greater love for me, for sinners than I have right now. There's something how when we get a lot of knowledge, you know, the kind of like, we use this not because we gain knowledge. We use this knowledge to judge everybody else but us. Come on. We judge us by our intentions and we judge other people by what they do. Hello. So, so what's that? That's true. So what's this? What he did, this is what he, he, Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Watch what he said. And this is not in my notes, but let me, let me read some. I think it's going to be so good. Luke, hold on, let me get my, my glasses here. Luke 19. <clears throat> I want to read this to you. This is probably, this is such a great word. And I don't want you to miss it. Luke 19, and it says, um, and Jesus came near and he beheld the city and he wept over Jerusalem. Jesus did. Why? For people. You mean God is weeping for the homosexuals right here? Look, I don't want to miss no words. Yes. He's, yes, he is. Why? It's because of what sin put on them. That passed on everybody. So guess what? We have the answer to that. He wept over the cities. Look what he said. <clears throat> if you have known, even you, at the least in this day, the things which belong to your peace. He said, if you only know the things I got for you, it would bring you peace if you only knew it. So watch this. People that are living corrupt in the world, they're just being a good sinner. They don't know what belongs to them because the God of this world is blinding their minds. If we would pray for them, guess what? God would open up their eyes. He'd go to battle for them over their souls with angels, with the Holy Spirit, with everybody working to get that person to come to the foot of the cross. He said, if you only knew what I had for you, it would have been peace to you. Watch this. But now they hid from your eyes. For the days will come that your enemies will entrench around you 
and compass you around and keep you in on every side. Watch this. When we don't know the truth, the enemy comes through our darkness and ignorance and encamps around us so that you can't get out of where you are. Think about this for a minute. And you and I have authority as God's representation in this planet to pray for people so that heaven comes to earth and invades that territory. How do you do that? When my children are not serving the Lord, the devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, I claim Billy for the kingdom of God. I break the power of the devil blinding his mind. He wept over the city. Let me show you three things that he did that I thought were pretty good. Three things he did, if you still have. He wept over the city. Number two, he prayed for his city. Watch this. Do you know what's going on here? You're in a place in your subdivision. You're a missionary right there where, in your sub, where your neighbors are. Holding a list out, putting your names of your neighbors and start praying for them. I want them saved. How much you want to bet within a year's time you double this place? Why? I know what prayer will do. Okay, watch this. And he confessed the sins of his fathers and of himself. How many of you know there's some things in a city that people do that's not godly? That attracts demon powers to take hold of that area and it becomes a stronghold. How many of you know prejudice is a stronghold? Hmm? How many of you know pride is a stronghold? We might not have nothing to, to look, you know, might not have, but we're proud people. We might be broke, but we're pride. We're proud. We ain't got nothing going, but we're proud. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. Watch this. So then when we can't, then you're held captive to your own thoughts. Watch. He, he, number one, he wept over his city. Number two, he prayed for his city. Watch this. How do we pray for you, for you, for Eunice? This is the word of the Lord to, to Eunice. I pray for Eunice in Eunice. Eunice in our high schools. Eunice in our police department. Newness right now in every business. Newness, Lord, in the other churches, the pastors of other churches. I pray for newness in their life. I pray for them to be blessed and prospered and growing. Why? There's only one church, the church of Jesus Christ. Many congregations. Until we get to that point, guess what? We can't win the city. Because it takes all of the body of Christ within a city to win a city. Come on. He wept. God's will, I want to restore your city. God's way, watch this. Pray for your city. Restore our city. Lord, I'm tired of of, of murder going on in my city. I'm tired of poverty going on in my city. I break the power of that. Let heaven come to earth in that area. Do y'all say amen in here? Okay, well, that's good. Just checking. Just checking. Just check in. Let me show you now. Turn with me to Jeremiah 29. God, this is so good. My Lord Jesus. Watch this. Jeremiah 29, and I'm going to give you a revelation on this. Watch it. 
See the peace of your city where I've caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it, for in it, for in its peace, you will have peace. Watch this. Okay, there is no peace when they got gangs in your neighborhood. Come on. There is no peace when they got people stealing crooks and all roaming around all over. How many of you know that? Why? He's saying, watch this. Pray for the peace of your city. I've got to start praying for people. Only time a person has peace with God is when they get born again. Watch this. They were in captivity, but God says you control the city. That's good. Wow. That's good. <laughs> Come on. It's watch. They're in captivity in Babylon. You don't know, Pastor Randy. I'm stuck where I am. Good. God wants to unstick you by praying for somebody else. Think about it. They're in captivity. And he said, listen, if you pray to me, I'll bring peace in your city. And in the peace of that city, you'll have peace. Let's reverse it. Let's reverse it. Let's take the opposite of that. We don't seek the peace of our city. We will not experience peace. There'll be corruption. There'll be gangs. There'll be murderers. There'll be all kinds of things going on. And I won't have peace. I'll be fearful to get out of my house. Shout amen. Amen. Watch this. The problem with us, one of the quotes that we can bring it up, is this. One of the tragedies of life is not unanswered prayer. It's unoffered prayer. Look, right here. I'm giving you the will of God. I'm showing you, right here. I'm showing you the will of God. God put this on my heart. Okay, Randy, I want you to share it with him. Let him, look. He's revealing to us his will. What is his will? I want to restore it. I want to bring newness to it. But tell them about sinking. When they pray, heaven's released. Watch this. When Daniel prayed and he fasted for 21 days, when the angel broke through to him, the angel said, listen, from the first day you prayed, God sent me. I'm coming with the answer. But after 21 days, he said, the prince of Persia withstood me. Daniel didn't stop the sink. He kept the sink on. Why? The word is my evidence of things I can't see in the physical. The words reveal it to me. The will of the Father in heaven. When I weep and cry over my city, it's because I got his heart. When I see restoration, I got his mind. It takes both of them, the heart and the mind, to win a city. I feel what you feel because I spend time with you. Now I got your will. Now I'm releasing it and decreeing it. So many times I've, really, I've prayed some things. And listen, I prayed in, in all kind of bad situations. <clears throat> prayed in those areas and prayed through. I got it. So some of my pastor friends would come. We need to pray about this 
Keep I said, I'm not praying about that. Well, why are you not praying about it? I said, I prayed about it. I got it. It's going to happen. You sure? I said, I'm positively sure. Why? I spend time with the one I'm praying to. Watch this. There can be no confidence unless I know him. What gives me confidence to say, I'm not praying for that anymore. It's because I know him. Right here. Look right here. Everybody looking right here. We think the word of God is to know about him. But the word of God is supposed to reveal to us who he is. Paul said this. I know in whom I have believed. Not what. See, what? I can judge you. Whom? I got, oh, Lord. He'll fix you. <laughs> he can fix you like he fixed me. Praise God. <laughs> We're just a mess looking for somewhere to happen. And he just changes us in the process. So we don't do too much damage. <laughs> All right? So why is that? They're in captivity. But you don't know. My son's not doing this. My husband's not doing Don't worry about it. Release heaven on earth in their life. And walk about. Look. Look at the word. The promise is unto you and to your children. Come on. Let me tell you something. I have another. I have a little bit of time. Tell me when I got to stop. When do I stop? Keep going. Okay. Let me show you this. One night I'm praying and a situation came up. And so all of a sudden in my prayer time, I find myself in court. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a courtroom. There's the judge, Father God. Jesus is right here. Holy Spirit's on the side of me. And how many of you know the prosecutor, the accuser, who he was there. And he was accusing of all kind of stuff. I was praying for somebody. That they had gone out, they had crossed over and gotten his territory. And so he's telling the judge, I got legal right to access that. They came on my territory of their own free will. I didn't do anything to get them out here. They were just tempted and they came. They did it. So the judge, I'm listening to the judge and he said, okay, Randy. So the Holy Spirit, my counsel says, Tell him that's true. But reread some of the word back to the court. Some precedents. See, in courtrooms you have precedents. Okay, this is what you, how you ruled before. I'm going to rule again. So I said, everything he's saying is true. But you said in your word that if we see a brother sin a sin that's not unto death, you shall ask and you will give me life for him. That's what you said. Also in Job 22, you said, you would deliver those whom I pray for who are not innocent through the cleanness of my hands. Watch this. The judge said, the verdict? You've won the case. You lost. And the power of God was released to bring restoration to that person. Forgiven. I'm going to deal with it. Think about this for a minute. I want to tell you something. Prayer is one of the most amazing things. 
Okay? It's amazing, but it's not just repetition. It's intimacy. It takes time for that. Okay, one more scripture and we're gone. First Timothy chapter 2. <clears throat> I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. How many people? How many people? Does that mean your family? That means your in-laws? <laughs> in-laws, outlaws, <laughs> all of the laws. <coughs> well, and give thanks in the next verse. Pray this way for kings, all who are in authority, so that we can, there it is, so we can live a peaceful, quiet life, marked with godliness. And they stop right there. He's saying the same thing. Pray for the peace of your city. But now he's bringing it to another point. Pray for the, pe- the people that are in your city. Start with those in authority. Why? Whoever controls the government controls that, that area. Think about that. You have a boss that is a big business but an ungodly man? Pray for him. Why? God wants to take that gift out of darkness, put it in his kingdom, wants to take those resources out of darkness and bring them into his kingdom. But as long as he's blind, all this stays there. We're going back to get what God already paid for. Remember, he paid the price for every human being. They just don't know it. Why? The God of this world is blinding their mind. And he's saying right here, if you'll pray for him, why don't you go again in the next verse. Watch this. This is good and pleases God our Savior. Next verse. Who wants everyone to be saved? How many? And to understand the truth. He said, I just don't want you getting saved. I want you knowing the truth. Who is me? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I want you knowing me. There is one God, one mediator, who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus looks at our cities and he weeps. He looks at the police department. He looks at the judicial systems. He looks at our schools and he weeps. Why? I want them in the kingdom. Why, Jesus? Because I paid the price for their freedom. And the enemy is blinding their minds and causing them to destroy themselves. If you pray, if you pray for everyone, you'll sponsor them. You ever seen these, these TV commercials? This program has been sponsored by Coca-Cola. Watch this. That means Coca-Cola underwrote the expenses of that program coming. Same thing here. God says I want you to underwrite. I want you to pray. The price. For the people in your city. And when you do. I'll save them. I'll draw them to me. But don't forget. When you pray. You're sinking. Okay. I'm downloading something. And suppose I don't see it. Okay, it's not finished sinking yet. Stay with it. One last scripture and I'm closing. I promise this is it. Proverbs 11. This is it. Look at this scripture. I want you all to let that burn in your heart. 
By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. <laughs> Look at that scripture. I can exalt my city. By my bl- What's the blessing? I refuse gang violence and murder in my city. I refuse corruption in my city. My prayers will produce godliness. It'll produce honesty. It'll produce all these things if I pray. And he's saying right now, there's two kingdoms. The kingdom of light, I bring the blessing. The kingdom of dark, darkness, and it brings destruction. Look at your city and pray for every man, woman, and child. If This is the word of the Lord for y'all. If we do this and act on it, watch what God will do. He'll bring Eunice.